It's time for another edition of Dome and Domer, the only podcast for Notre Dame fans by Notre Dame fans. If you're looking for cogent analysis and unbiased opinions backed by careful reporting, you've come to the wrong place. For the next 20 minutes or so, you'll get a fan's perspective on the Fighting Irish without all the normal spin from the so-called professional analysts. It's Dome and Domer. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Brammer and Ed Jordanic. Hello, Irish fans, and welcome to another edition of Dome and Domer. My name is Mike Brammer. Joining me tonight, Ed Jordanic, and from IndianNation.com, Mike Coffey. Uh, Ed, I'll start with you. You know, I, I think there's kind of one of two scenarios we're looking at Saturday. It's either that, unfortunately, Notre Dame's going to get exposed for their weaknesses against a team like Wisconsin who defensively is is by far, maybe arguably, the best team we're going to face all season. Um, and probably our weakest is our offense at the moment. Um, and, and so maybe that justifies the six-and-a-half-point spread at the moment. I mean, it, it, i I got to believe this is the home game for Notre Dame. It's Chicago. I mean, how could we not put more stands in, this, in the stadium? But the, the other scenario is, is that maybe Notre Dame's kind of on the rise in terms of fixing things that they figured out some, from game one. I mean, I, I, I do think that there was huge improvements on the defensive side of the ball against Purdue. I, I was actually at the game. So, you know, it's interesting because when you're at the game, you get to see a lot more things that you don't see on TV, like certain guys breaking open where, where the quarterback completely just misses it. And I'm talking Purdue, in fact, uh, in the fourth quarter there, the tight end snuck away and, and it was wide open. Thank God he didn't see him. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, from I think it's one of those two things. And which way are you – number one, do you agree with that? And then number two, which way are you leaning in terms of what are we going to see Saturday? Yeah, and, and I think it's – a you know, I, I tend to think it's a little disrespectful, you know, that – I mean, Notre Dame's kind of – had the years that it's had and um, and that they're the underdogs that they are, but I think that I'm kind of glad that they are um, maybe provides a little extra motivation. Cause I mean, Wisconsin really hasn't, you know, they, they uh, obviously Penn state's a good team, um, but they didn't really move the ball uh, or they had t- a lot of trouble in the, in the red zone against Wisconsin. And, you know, their second game was against a nobody. And I'm kind of wondering that it might help, Notre Dame a little bit to have three games under their belt instead of two, right? Teams all across the country are still working out their kinks. Um, But I will say that to me, the difference is always players. And it just seems to me that Notre Dame has, you know, has an advantage in terms of playmakers. I mean, I don't, you know, I haven't really watched Wisconsin film, just some highlights, but I don't see a a Hamilton, a Mayer, a Williams, an Austin kind of type of guys. You know, they have some really good football players, but not, not, you know, what we're not, 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 not those guys, um, yeah. can, you know, the, the, the plays that Kyron Williams made, um, Saturday against Purdue, the plays that Kyle Hamilton made Saturday against Purdue, those were the difference in the game, right? Yeah. You know, no, I, thought, I thought, I yeah. thought made a huge kind of blunder going for it on fourth and two. I mean, Notre Dame literally had not moved the ball. Um, and he had a chance to put them back inside their 10 again. Um, you know, they hadn't made a first down. They looked, they looked terrible and he goes for it. Hamilton, you know, get, gets the guy. Yep. 
and uh, the whole tenor of the stadium changed. You were there. Yeah, you know, I, you're exactly right. That's absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, my God, it's fourth and two. It's not fourth and inches. And they could have easily pinned us. I mean, the way their guy was punting, I mean, they're, they're 20-yard line, worst-case scenario, maybe 10 or 5 if they get lucky on a bounce. Um, and you're right. That was a big difference maker. You know, uh, Coffee, I, I think the, the one guy that they do have is a pretty damn good running back. I mean, I, he's he's not exactly a slouch. Yeah, um, Clefton transfer. Yeah, so, so I mean, he's a, he's a player, but in terms of, you know, overall thing, I mean, their quarterback has had a, a little bit of a rough go of it, even though he absolutely lit it up at the beginning of the last year. So he, the guy's got talent. It's not like he's totally incapable, but it's it's maybe that's that sophomore jinx. You know, there's so much pressure on him that everybody thinks he's going to be great, and he's got mind games going on right now. I wonder if you know. I mean, I uh, look. I think that coaching is going to be absolutely huge in this game. If, if if Tommy Reese doesn't put together at least a couple wrinkles here, maybe, and I'm just talking three, maybe four plays that, you know, are unexpected 10, 15 yard gains, maybe even running the ball, you know, which would be a surprise. I mean, we're going to need to see some of that. If we're going to pull off a win here, you can't just go straight up into Wisconsin and expect that, you know, that that outcome is going to be a good one. Um, no, but, I, I, I agree with it. I, I think, uh, I think Reese is capable of putting together a game like that. I mean, he has shown that he can anticipate situationally, if that's a word. Uh, like I, I'm remembering back to the screen pass we saw against Florida State, where yep, it yep. was so obvious that the defense was, they were all coming, and you all saw him come there, and then sneaks up behind him, and 20, 30, 40 yards later, whatever, there we are. So I think we can, from a planning perspective, I think they can. Uh, put the skill players in a position to succeed. The key is going to be whether the line can uh, allow the plays to develop enough for those skill players to actually get what they can do, because there, there is so much talent at the wideout position, the running back positions. I mean, just getting the ball out to where these guys are, they can do great things with it. But when you have to keep tight ends in to, help with the pass protection because some of the guys in the, on the line aren't getting it. That's problematic. I mean, at, like you said, I was happy with the way the defense played uh, against Purdue. I think there was a big, big improvement even in the three, three, five. Yeah. Uh, w- yeah. When they were playing, they, they, they played well. They made fewer mental mistakes. They were making the tackles they needed to make. They were very disruptive on the line. I think they can do that against Wisconsin our defense versus their offense. The key is going to be, can our offense do anything against their defense? Cause that that's going to be the key to whether Notre Dame wins the game or not. Right. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I mean, there's going to be some major challenges there. I, I, you know, I, I got to believe that they're going to double up on mayor. There's just no way they're going to allow that to go free. And especially after seeing game film of, of Purdue, and the number of, you know, unfortunately for Austin, not his best game. Uh, there, there, there were at least three drops that he really should have had. He was targeted. I mean, they said eight times, but man, I was in the stadium watching the game with a buddy of mine, and we kind of thought it was more like eleven. But anyways, the point being is that if you're not getting any kind of 
production on the wideouts, which is where you're going to see man-to-man coverage. I mean, that, that's just going to be all day long. It's going to be straight up man-to-man on the outside with, um, you know, a big focus on Mayer, and, which means that we're going to have to have some of that targeted approach, which is where, again, I think this is going to come down to Tommy Reese. Can he put together just a couple plays here and there to, to get us those yardage that we need, even if it ends up putting us in the field goal range? You know, this, I, you know, I don't know. We, uh, my guess is 2017 is probably what we're looking at. I can't imagine it's going to be more than that, just in terms of our inability to score and inability to dominate the line and how good their defense is. I mean, our defense is going to have to show up. We we probably need a defensive score. I don't know if, if – do we win this game without a defensive score? I don't know. I don't – I'm not so sure we do. And I, um, I think we, we also have to remember that Soldier Field is known as one of the most difficult uh, stadiums to kick in uh, in the NFL. Because so, of the squirreling, squirreling Yeah, just because of, of all yeah. the winds, and uh, it can be hard. The wind can shift at a moment's notice, and – so if you're playing in a game where the kickers really can do extra points and that's it, that puts even more pressure on the offense because you're going to want to score touchdowns because field goals aren't going to be a sure thing. Yeah. Is there anything, uh, Ed, that you think is um, we're going to – I mean, you don't think we're going to see like more of Buckner this game at all? Or, I mean, what do you think is going to happen in terms of anything that we might not foresee that they may come out with. I mean, that was one of the things I thought about maybe a little bit more of him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I think you're going to see, uh, I think you're going to probably see him play it by ear. Um, right. Yeah. You know, if they, yeah. if they have some effectiveness moving the ball or even just getting, you know, some first downs, maybe not scoring right away, but at least having some success moving the ball, uh, with Cohen, I think they're probably going to want to let him get into a rhythm because if they are moving the ball, it's probably going to be because he's connected on some short and intermediate passes and they're moving the ball, you know, that way. Um, because it does seem that it's going to be pretty difficult, um, you know, to to get more than three yards in a cloud of dust, uh, you know, against uh, against these guys. So I don't know if we'll see. I don't know if we'll see Buckner. I don't know how how much his hamstring is still still bothering him. Um but I think they're probably going to play it based on uh, sort of what kind of rhythm the, the game gets off of. And, um, you know, if they get off to a lead or something or if Cone is playing well, I don't see any reason to to put um, Buckner in there um, just for the sake of doing it. If they really I suppose if they really think that there's, um, um, you know, sort of a, a strategic advantage. I'll tell you what, I, I, against this defense, which is I think is going to be a little bit tougher than he's faced in these, you know, in these in these past couple of weeks. I, I hope that I hope they put him in there around midfield. <laughs> I hope they yeah, put him right. around the exactly, you know, right? not, not, not not on their own <laughs> not on our own five like they did you yeah. know, against Toledo for the first time. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with I, you. 100%. I hope there's a little margin for error there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, one interesting thing. I'm just kind of curious, Coffee, if you think there's any advantage to this. But I mean, McCohen's a pretty smart kid. I mean, this this is not somebody that you know. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's definitely a smart kid. I mean, I I, I listened to his comments in, in terms of the press and he seemed to dismiss it as if he didn't really pay attention too much while he was there. But is there anything to what he knows and what they might be able to use? I'm not of, sure. He's, he's been gone. Like he, he transferred to Notre Dame was it like last year, I believe. So he's, he's been out. I think he's been out long enough that I'm, I'm sure he could tell 
uh, overall tendencies for given players. Like if there's a wide out who's much better going to his inside than his outside, I mean, Cohen's going to know that. But I think there's been a lot of roster turnover. I And I think Paul Christ, is, he's a smart guy. He's not a bad coach. I mean, he's going to know to change. I, I think from a play tendency, probably not. Maybe individual skills, but I'm not sure Cohen's going to know anything more yeah. than you can tell on a film. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it's, so. it's a little interesting. I mean, it is kind of ESPN was trying to play it up. You know, but to your point, Ed, in terms of the disrespect for Notre Dame, there was an article on ESPN's website where they basically at the end of the article said Notre Dame would be lucky to make a New York six bowl. So um, in terms of early season evaluations, you know, as if Clemson's so much better than us at the moment, but anyways. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, that whole, the whole thing is kind of, I mean, you know, they gotta, they gotta fill space. They gotta write something. I mean, how many college football teams are ever the same team in weeks nine as they yeah. are in week? Exactly. Exactly. It's just stupid, but whatever we, we know that's, you know, that's, that's just kind of the way that they play. I I do think there's, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I don't know line play well enough. Um, but it does seem that like some of the things that you hear them say, some of the things that you saw on Saturday, um, that they're, that they're making progress there. Um, and, you know, I agree with completely how you started the show. The, the key question is, you know, are they making a big enough jump uh, to give Cone enough time uh, to at least mix it up and keep Wisconsin honest a few drives running the ball, um, you know, to win the football game? I don't know, but I agree with you. To me, that's the key of the game because the offense yeah. has to has to. You can't you can't sort of rely on you know a couple defensive touchdowns to win a football game. And that's crazy. No, 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 you can't. But but you know, if you can if you can steal one on the defensive side and then you put together two scores and a field goal, well, there, there's 24 points. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that so might I, be enough to win. I mean, I, I, I do as, think 24. Could, as you yeah. said at the beginning, the, the, Wisconsin's not renowned for their offense. I mean, they're, they're a no. tough, grinded-out football team, which if you can get out ahead of them and put them in catch-up mode, that's that's yeah. the key. But, but, but they, you're, probably, you're probably right, Mike, uh, both Mikes, because it seems like this quarterback um, – his confidence level can't be really high right now. I mean, he just not has not played well, um, you know, and, and he's been, you know, what, two touchdowns and seven picks, you know, over the last uh, 10 games or something like that. Okay. So if, if you can rattle him early or if you could create a turnover or, or if you can get him to the ground, you know, um, then, uh, you know, those those goblins, he's still a young quarterback. I mean, he's what, what only started, what, five or yeah, six he's games, a ten or yeah. eight yeah, or nine games guy. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So get get in his head a little bit, and uh, yeah. you know. Well, I think. Look, well, Brent, I think at, at, at the beginning of the show, you said this is a new year. I mean, th- this is. I mean, yeah, the, the kid played well enough when Cohen was there, so Cohen would feel like he needed to go somewhere else. But you know, a new season, all kind, there's a new dynamic. I mean, I, did, did I read that uh, the Clemson quarterback DJ? ukulele or whatever his name is uh he he had such a great game against notre dame last year but this year like kind of like the kid from wisconsin he's got more picks than he does touchdowns yeah so i think he uh dynamic he threw threw for 400 against us he threw for 400 against boston college he hasn't thrown for more than 200 yards this season so i mean that just tells you how different it can go but you know back to the original point at the start no one would you know, we probably all agree and know too. 
I got to believe that Notre Dame is going to try and get after him early defensively. You, you got to believe that they're going to want to get in his head real quick, real early. So there'll be a lot of uh, pressure applied defensively in terms of coming after him and forcing him into bad decisions. Um, having said that, I think Wisconsin is most likely going to do the same thing in terms of wanting to pay, play field position with us because of, you know, if they can get, two scores up on Notre Dame, which Notre Dame has not been in that situation and, and the struggles that we've had offensively, you know, that's going to put a heck of a lot of pressure on us in that situation with Cohen and, and the offense and the offensive line. You know, I'm assuming Carmody going to play. I mean, haven't really fully said just yet, but they kind of were hinting that, that that's a possibility. So you got to hope that that's the case. Yeah. Um, but it, it it very well be that the first team that that the first team that can get up by let's say ten, yep. if not fourteen, is going to have an incredible advantage because neither team I think is built to really play right. catch up and overwhelm with the offense. So you you get up by ten and hold on for dear life and let the defense do its job. Yeah, no, I th- I think it's going to exactly look like that. Uh, and you know, lastly, I think I was just going to. Uh, point out just in terms of on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there, there is something to be said for somebody like Kyle Hamilton. I, you know, I, I do think that everything that we've talked about with him, he's proven it to be true in the, in the first three games of the season. I mean, he's clearly a notch ahead and um, having a playmaker like that back there is a guy that can actually turn, you know, and have an influence on the game. And I I think we're going to need it Saturday. I mean, we're going to need, you know, at least a couple big plays on the defense to kind of get us that turnover that we need, whether it's on that side of the field or a defensive score even. Um, but but I, I got to believe that we're going to need something like that if we're going to pull out a win here. I mean, six and a half points is a lot of points. <laughs> it's not exactly like a three-point. I mean, it's our home game, arguably, and we're six and a half down. So uh, there's, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, it's, it seems like... Uh... It, it seems like a spread that Notre Dame should cover. I, I I don't see this game being a touchdown game, a touchdown difference. I don't know. Either way. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, we don't really do much on commenting on the betting, but I, I did happen to peek at that. So right now the over-under is 48. I think I would take the under all day long. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. But, but the other thing is six and a half points. I think that's a heck of a lot of points. I mean, I think if you're watching Notre Dame all three games, I probably would take that. Um and I would I would take it because I think there's been some, some market improvement, especially on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, to where we're not going to give up big, huge plays of 60-plus yards. It, 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 assuming that we did fix those things that we thought we needed to fix, which was getting our guys to stay in the gaps, commit to that, and not getting, you know, outside of that. So it, it, as long as we don't give up those big plays, I, I don't see – you know, I just don't see – in terms of what I've seen, I mean, I haven't watched their game start to finish. I watched some of the Penn State game, but, you know, I, I don't see Wisconsin putting up, you know, 28 points on us because they're moving the ball so easily. I, I just don't see that. Um, and so, therefore, I, I, I think that, that 2017, that 24-21, it's going to be in that kind of realm, I think, that, you know, it, it's just a couple plays here and there. I don't want to repeat myself, but I, I do kind of think in this weird situation, having like a, a bye week before this game um, isn't necessarily an advantage for Wisconsin. 
Um, you know, guys aren't completely banged up yet. Um, I think with a younger quarterback, you got to play football games. Um, you know, you got to get experience. Um, I think it's probably um, helped in this case. It, I think it might have helped Notre Dame to have played last week to sort of be a little bit more dialed in. And if, you know, if they can use that to your advantage, it would not surprise me if they maybe get off to a little bit of a start and get, you know, a touchdown lead or a, like a 10 point lead that you said, like you said, Mike, that would, like you said, that would be a huge, uh, a huge advantage. Um, and uh, that's what I'm going to be looking at. How does the game start? Cause I think, um, I agree with you. 100%. If, I'm if I'm completely wrong and, you know, Wisconsin gets off to a strong start, then I think it could be a pretty long day for Notre Dame. Cause I, yeah. I think that really? they'll, that they'll settle in, you know, but if they, if it takes them a while to settle in and Notre Dame can take advantage of that, maybe hit a couple big plays in the first half, then, uh, then I think Notre Dame will be in a pretty good position to win. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I, you're right. I, I think I read an article that said back in 2018, Notre Dame had seven teams that had a, yeah. Five week before they play, and Notre Dame went seven and zero in those games. Right? Did they really? Of they also, of course, they also went zero and one after their own bye week at Michigan. Right. But you know, <laughs> right. I I think a, a bye week matters for maybe the first half of the first quarter, and after that, you're in a game, you're going along. It's not like in the fourth quarter you're gonna be tired because you play because you had one week off in the middle of a. In, in, in the middle of a, a, a no, but I, you know, I, I, I definitely think it is an advantage. You got two full weeks to prepare for one single team. So, I mean, I mean, we'll find out. I, I, I do think though, at the end of the first quarter, we're going to kind of know what we're in for. I mean, I think that the end of the first corner is going to be pretty telling for the entire game, but you know, just to back up your point coffee, um, Cincinnati's got an off week as well. So, you know, here we are going to be playing back-to-back teams that had both two week opportunities, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's the to, next five. Yeah, the next so five teams. Tech and so does USC. Oh, do they really? I didn't know they that. All have, <laughs> they all have a week off. I mean, the only difference, like Notre Dame has a week off before yeah. USC. But yeah, the next five, actually, I think the next five opponents after this have their week off. And then Virginia down the road has their week off before they play us also. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's that ACC relationship we all love. Yeah, there you there. go. Yeah, it all comes back. Well, yeah, it's going to get interesting. I think it's going to be a great game. I, I do expect it to be kind of close. I don't think it's going to be more than 10 points one way or the other, but I tend to agree with that. I do think it's going to all matter how it starts. I mean, I think at the end of the first quarter, depending upon what happens, that's probably going to be indicative of where the game goes. I, I don't really perceive like big, huge adjustments at halftime that change the complexion of the game. I just don't think that's going to happen in a game like, you know, what we're going to face Saturday with, with a lot of the emphasis being on the defensive side of the ball. I, I think it's going to come down to turnovers. I, I don't think we're going to be able to turn the ball over at all and expect to win. I think we got to have zero turnovers. I do think that we're going to need a couple plays, two or three plays that Tommy Reese puts together that, you know, gets those surprising 10, 12, 15-yard gains that gets us out of a hole and maybe gets a field goal for it or whatever, but but we're going to need some of those in order to pull this game off. And I do think the defense is going to have to score. I just I think if we can get a defensive score, it's going to put a ton of pressure on Wisconsin. Just because I, I I think that you know I don't think that that this kid's going to all of a sudden turn it around in just one single game. I mean, he may do a little bit better this game. I don't I don't think he's going to just all of a sudden be lights out like he was at the beginning of last season. Who knows though? We'll see. I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. It's I'm I'm a little disappointed. It's the early game. I mean, I don't I don't know. 
I know there's probably nothing. A tough wake up call to get. Yeah, to. I, I know there's probably nothing to that, but it just seems kind of weird. <laughs> well, that, that, that's what Fox is doing now. They, they they've realized that they pretty much have the noon Eastern time time slot all yeah, the because they ABC always have so big focused games. on the yeah, late ones. That's right. So yeah. if 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 the if Fox has the rights to a big game, it's going to yep. be on at noon, and they don't care. That's right. Yeah, they're just going to push it to noon. That's exactly right. Yeah, I've noticed that too. All right, good deal. Let's do some predictions. What do you think, Coffee? What's your number? I think the final score is going to be twenty-four to twenty-one, and I'm going back and I, it, I, even over the course of the show, I've gone back and forth, and I had four <laughs> or five times of which it's going to be. I am going to take the Weasley way out and say Notre Dame's going to win 24-21. There you go. Uh, you know, I was going to go similar to you, 21-17 Notre Dame. Um, I, I do think it'll be a, um, a t- but I, I think it's going to be indicative if we go up first. So I'm, I'm going to be real nervous if we don't score first, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I kind of see a 21-17 game. What about you, Ed? Oh, you know, I mean, I'll just go against everything that we've said here for the last half hour and, and say <laughs> 45 that gonna, three. Right, say, no, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that that uh, that uh, Notre Dame is is uh, is. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's exactly it. I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say 34 21 Notre Dame. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what that—that'll do. That'll turn. I'm never close. I'm never close on these anyway, so (laughs) might as well just always pick the pick an outlier. Yeah, there you go. Um, But I don't know. I I kind of I kind of have a feeling that uh, um, that um, uh, that that there are going to be some some plays. The guys that did not make plays last week, Lindsey, Austin, Mayer, are going to make them this week, and that's going to be the difference. So. Yeah, that's well, a good point. Your mouth to God's ears, as they say. Yeah, there you go. Especially for Austin, if he can make a couple catches, I mean that that you're right. That could be a difference maker for sure. Well, we'll find out, uh, no doubt about it. We'll leave it there. You've been listening to Dome and Domer, an online conversation about Notre Dame sports from a fan's perspective. For Ed Jernanik and Mike Coffee, I'm Mike Brammer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>